All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And with the Denver Nuggets winning their first championship, does that make Denver, Colorado one of the best sports cities in America right now, coupled with the Avalanche Stanley Cup victory from last year? We're going to talk about that. We'll also get to Eric Johnson, not so fast with retirement and Val Nechuskin's grade. Brand new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext while you're at it? Link to that is in the show notes down below. And when you subscribe, <clears throat> you can chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. Um, all right, we'll get to the Valnachuskin grade in a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> but where we wanted to start, and well, as we're recording this, it's, it is five to one right now yeah. in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. So I think it's uh, pretty much official now that the Avalanche are no longer the defending champ. Uh, Stanley Cup champions, even though there's still like about 20 minutes to go in that game, barring an unbelievable comeback, and then we look like fools uh, while you're listening to this in the morning. Don't see that happening. So, for all intents and purposes, Vegas is your new Stanley Cup champion. But we're gonna, re- yeah, golf clap. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're gonna rewind a little bit uh, as of like 24 hours ago, and then to last season with the Avalanche, and with with ha- like. With, with the the Denver Nuggets getting their first championship and then with the Colorado Avalanche obviously winning the Stanley Cup last year, you have uh, Denver University that, you know, the, them winning the NCAA tournament. And who else with the... Uh, well, the Colorado Mammoth. And the, the Mammoth lacrosse won league. their lacrosse league. So there's championships all over mm-hmm. in Denver over the past couple years, right? This is not like over the course of like 10 years where they've accumulated this stuff. Um, And obviously you need the Broncos to maybe chip in. They haven't in a little while. And the Rockies are a whole nother fluke right now. Hmm. They are the ones that you're going to have to be like, yeah, that might be a little while for them. But right now, I mean, with, with the ones that we just listed within the last two years, there's a lot of professional and even at the collegiate level championships in the state of Colorado. And you have to think it's, it's one of the best sports states going right now. Denver is title town. And yeah. you know what? Ball arena is the cathedral of title town. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was nice to see ball arena rocking last night. That was or the night before now at the time of the episode dropping, mm-hmm. like, it it brought back a lot of memories. Yes, it was nice to see Denver finally win their first, but it, it felt like oh, I remember when that was the Avalanche, and you could it yeah. it, it, it was kind of bittersweet. But you know that 
Denver is where it's at right now. And I think sports fans as a whole are kind of putting their eye on Denver. Like, what's going on there? They're really getting it together. And, like, you could even track down, like, if you want to get real technical with it, like, Kroenke, he owns the Rams. He's and, on fire. <laughs> yeah, he, talk about. Good Lord. Talk <clears throat> about picking the the right places to be. But, yeah, he's, like, with the Rams, he's got a Super Bowl. And, I mean, let's be real. Like, the Broncos, they have a chance. They're putting. I think, you know, a lot of <laughs> fans are thinking, like, you know, who who could be the next one? And clearly, it, it's probably the Broncos over the Rockies. The Rockies seem like they have a lot of work to do. They're um, sitting they're at really, sub five hundred right now. So. Yeah, it's just it, it's and and I don't know, but but for for Denver and just for uh, for the Broncos, I'm saying and even for just for football in general, whenever a new season starts, especially with the Broncos, they're they're going into last year, people were excited about the Broncos season, and it just fell flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it you you felt like they got a shot this year. And you kind of have that same feeling again this year. Can they win it all? It's probably going to take a Herculean effort to do that. Uh, but I think they will be a much improved team. And I'm not going to sit here and dissect the Denver Broncos, but just in terms of keeping this momentum going in the state and in the city of Denver, I think they could keep, I think they can at least do that. I think they can at least give, you know, because pe- the people uh, of Colorado are buzzing right now clearly with with just like they were a year ago with the avalanche and you said like oh, when you're watching the nuggets i'm like oh i wish it was the the avalanche i've been doing that with this stanley cup yeah i've been doing like man like i can't believe that was a year ago already and you know they're going to be officially dethroned and and that that's fine that is what it is but you saw the one thing that i that i did miss watching the nuggets game was I so wish the Avalanche could have won it in Ball Arena. Oh, yeah. Because seeing that crowd there, first person, celebrating like they were for the Nuggets, like, man, like, and, and having the best trophy in sports and that celebration in front of that home crowd would have just been the icing on the top. So that I do miss. And, you know, this conversation around Denver being a title town, like all the everydayers that were with us last year, as we were talking about the cup run, we kept talking about like how Colorado avalanche, they're kind of viewed as like this little mid market team. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just Colorado They're The games are on late. So everybody in the East coast doesn't pay attention. It's hard not to pay attention to Denver sports right now, especially with, we, we talk about like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton and Kale McCarr, like superstars in the NHL, even though, they're not competing for the cup this year. Those names are still being circulated in highlights and cup packages. And now you have the Nuggets. Mm. They've they're now the kings of the NBA world. And they have been wire to wire. Like they were had a really good season. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Mammoth. And then, of course, the hype going into Broncos season. They got former Auburn quarterback Jared Stidham now. So <laughs> things are turning around for the Broncos. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so it's we were talking like on that cup run, like. Nobody really pays attention to Colorado sports. It's always just kind of an afterthought until they're into the championship. But now it seems like Denver sports are in every championship and they're involved. And I think rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. I think this is just good for Denver and Denver sports. 
Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and you even have, and I don't know how good they're going to be this year, but you have, you know, the Deion Sanders factor coming yep. in to, to coach the Buffalo. So e- even if your team is, is, you know, uh, maybe not like a favorite to go in, like there's still excitement around specifically the football teams mm-hmm. with, you know, the Buffaloes and, and the Broncos. So, and, and I don't know, man, like that turns some like people like free agents, yeah, that turns their attention to like the the area and say like, hey, like I, they're doing something in in Denver, and I know the sports are different and you know everything is is different, but when you have when you have a good run, at least some. I'm not saying all of them, but there are some that be like, hey, like they got something going in that state and in that city. Let me give it a shot. Obviously, the Avalanche have a good nucleus and a, and a good team you can attract some some guys that now the numbers and everything need to match up financially it's not just a given um and the same thing now when when you're a defending uh championship team like the nuggets will be next year that's always uh you know something that gets people to turn their head towards you and, and your your arena and your fans and i i loved last like when the nuggets won the championship i went to go you know, share the the locked on post about it because hey, that's Denver, that's that's family, the roommates of the Avalanche. I go to post that, and Landeskog and Makar have already posted congratulations mm-hmm. to the Nuggets before I even get over to the app <laughs> to do so. So, right. like you mentioned, like free agents, like there's this whole like Denver sports vibe that everybody feeds off each other, and it's like one big cohesive unit. And that's appealing. Like, that's super fun. Like, you see, like, Taser was at the early round of the playoffs, and so was McKinnon. Like, seeing different Denver sports visit the other sports while they're playing. Sure. I mean, that's that's super fun to see. Uh, you saw there's so many people at that game. Yeah. Um, you know, they showed Peyton Manning all the time. Sean Payton was there. Uh, and then you had even um, – there, there was, like, uh, some some rappers there. Yeah, yeah, Eric uh, Andre was there. <laughs> Eric Andre was there? Yeah. I must have missed that part. Really? Wow, that's funny. I'm sure, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were there. They're huge yeah, Nugget yeah. fans. So it, it just brings out the, the celebrities and the people, and it's, it just drums up excitement. So I am looking forward to seeing uh, this, this parade because uh, the Avalanche had a good one. Yeah. They had a really good one. And uh, I, I'm looking to see if it is outdone by the the nugget faithful it, it could be but they gotta they have to put on a show to to beat out that avalanche one because that was pretty epic it was so. all right um let us hear from FanDuel right now and then we will continue with eric johnson not ready to call it quits just yet uh but FanDuel. i mean wh- wh- where do we go from here now kyle i mean the the, the nba season is over uh the nhl season Seems like it's likely over. Uh, you have baseball. And this is kind of like that that time of the year where all the focus goes on baseball. We don't have any, we don't have like the, the Summer Olympics until next year. But once you do, no matter what, you can find this is the fun time of sports betting because you can go on FanDuel right now and there is so many fun and exciting things and prop bets that you can do over on FanDuel. So uh, head over there right now because new customers, you get that no sweat first bet for up to $2,500. That is not a typo. 
Kyle. $2,500 on a no sweat first bet. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Make sure to download the FanDuel app. They have great promotions every day. It's safe and secure, and you get your winnings instantly. There's no better place to bet all sports or playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, it's the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL. There we go. All right. Um, Eric Johnson, we, you know, he, he's one of those guys where we've talked about him in the past. We gave him his season grade already. Um, and he's one of those guys that is kind of just floating in the breeze right now. We don't really know what the plan is for him. Um, uh, Maybe yeah, I would assume the Avalanche have some sort of plan on if they want to bring him back or not. I'm sure they've in some fashion, in some way, have talked to him about it if they plan on bringing him back or not. Um, but from the outside looking in, I could have seen one of two things happening. The Avalanche moving on from him just because you're, you're he's not the same Eric Johnson and you don't really expect him to be at this stage in his career, um, or he retires. And I thought he is just so connected to this team um, and and the city. We were just talking about it in the first segment. You know, you were saying with Kale McCarr and, and uh, Gabe Lanskog immediately putting up stuff to support the Denver. Like, he's part of that. He's part yeah. of all of that. So I thought he'd probably retire if the Avalanche didn't want him back. Um I don't know that part of, of where the avalanche stand on if they do want him back. Regardless of that, Elliot Friedman on uh, 32 Thoughts podcast said, Eric Johnson has no plans to retire. So he plans on playing next year. The question is, is it going to be with the avalanche or not? All the everydayers that listen to every grade that we have given out so far, and we'll get to Nachushkins in a little bit. Do you remember when we talked about Eric Johnson? Do you remember how many points he had last year in 63 games? I'll ruin it for you. Eight. (laughs) In the regular season, he had eight points. And how many goals did he have? Zero. Goose egg. Yeah. That's, and I'm not. We're not sitting here again. He's a defenseman. Yeah, and he's not out there to score, you know, points or anything like that. Yes, so, I get. I get right. all of that. Um, and I get everything that Eric Johnson has done for the Avalanche and throughout his career. It's all wonderful. It's all great. I'm just asking a straight up hockey question. Mm-hmm. This is going right to the ears of Joe Sackick, Chris McFarland. Why? Why would you want to? What? What the what only the is, only answer to that the only answer to the why is because two things because you you would need some depth on the on the defensive side um, and he'll be cheap but he better again, be cheap oh he will be cheap <laughs> like but but the the question for Eric Johnson is how much of a cut are you going to take like you're not you're. You 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 just came off six million dollars a year. You are getting nowhere close to that. You might not even get two million dollars a year. 
with the avalanche. Maybe there's some team out there that is just looking to fill up some roster spots and, you know, hey, let's get Eric Johnson on our team. Not, you know, the, the, the Stanley Cup winning Eric Johnson on our team. You know what I mean? Maybe they got some money to throw around. But does he want to do that? Would he want to go from the avalanche to one of these, you know, the, these bottom teams? No, I can't see him wanting to do that just to keep playing the game. You could say Chicago. We know what you're trying to say. They, they would do it. They Chicago would. Chicago would do it in a second. But does he want to do it? So, but Chicago has some pull right now because of the Bedard factor. They really do. And even though that, you know, it's going to take a few years for that, he, maybe he goes there to be a father figure or something like to, to this guy, knowing that the season's going to be a strain. But God, like you, you, you are taking a dive going from some, you know, being on this avalanche team to that. And he's obviously very tight with Gabe Landeskog, but he's not playing next year. I don't know how much that factors into it. Um, I, I think you know if they if they offer him, hey man, like here's a million dollars. You know, God, I I'm trying to. I'm with you, man. Like I don't know why. I it's, I love you. I love what you did for the franchise. But at some point, you have to move on. You cannot be just so beholden to these these guys that you've had around for a long time it sounds good it's nice that you're loyal to players you don't hear a lot of franchises doing that but at some point you need to cut the cord with some players and i just feel like eric johnson is one of those guys right now and i hate to say that but it's just the reality and i'm honestly look i love eric johnson he is incredible he's an all-time av in my book yeah um but I'm, I'm tired of every offseason. Like, after the Cup, it was he could ride off into the sunset. He's done all he's set up to do. I know injuries catch up to him. This is where he should retire. He didn't. Last year, it was the equivalent of watching Stone Cold Steve Austin come back out at WrestleMania last year, and you're like, oh, it's Stone Cold. But then you see him now, and it's like, oh, he's aged, and he can't do the things he used to do. And the magic wears off, and you're just sitting there, like, kind of feeling just, eh. That's how I felt with Eric Johnson towards the end of last year. Like, yes, that's number six. That is the Condor. That is him. Yeah. We're paying him $6 million, but that's not the Eric Johnson that I fell in love with. He's He does not play the same. The game has gotten too fast for him. He's just well, not. There it is. It's, yeah. it's, there's nothing there, and it's, it's almost sad to watch the game blow by him with all the love and everything he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that for another year. Like, I, I I don't feel like um, I mean if he wants to continue playing whatever like he he can continue playing I just feel like he might need to find a team that fits where he's at uh, with his age and this st- you know this stage of his career and I just don't feel like the Avalanche are it the Avalanche that like they their their game plans are predicated on speed mm-hmm. and yeah you're not gonna have every single guy on a team that's a speed if you could make up with it for defensive play and he's he's gotten to be just okay on the Mm -hmm. defensive end he's he's not i don't really feel like he's so much of a liability but he's he'll make a great play every once in a while and i and i just feel like it's the style of play that the avalanche play right now he can't keep up with that so a team that's like kind of like thrown around in my head right now he he could probably do some good on a team like the islanders i was just about to say he is like the Islanders would be that slow slog. Yeah, of, yeah. that's the like the, they're they're not going to outscore you. Like 
they they play a methodical game that's not exciting. I think that's kind of where he's at right now. And Carolina. I don't know so much to um I don't know if he could go to Carolina. No, I, I don't I, I no. That, that just doesn't seem like a fit for me. <clears throat> Let's start Googling all of the NHL cities closest to the like with racetracks very close to the arena, like horse racing. Uh dude, yeah, Islanders. It shares yes, the, the plot with the Belmont. Like it's right there. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, perfect. So you heard it here first, folks. Eric Johnson's going <laughs> to the Islanders. No, I don't know, but I mean that that makes sense. Right now, Eric Johnson and the Avalanche doesn't make sense. No, only if you're just trying to fill a roster spot and he and he comes on the cheap. So I don't know, man. Like I, he says, he doesn't want to call it a career, and I get it. Like it's it's tough to when this is your life. Um, it's tough to leave the sport in any sport, <clears throat> but for, you know, if he doesn't want to call it quits yet, I kind of feel like the avalanche just have to, I, you, 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 like I said before, man, like there comes a time where, Hey, we, we appreciate everything that you've done for us, but we got to let you go. And the well, avalanche have shown that they don't let the avalanche bring guys back. <laughs> they try it's try to get out but they keep pulling me back in yeah jack uh, johnson and, yeah and matt nieto and like they 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 like bringing guys back so <clears throat> we'll see and i'll say this if, <laughs> if they, he's yeah <laughs> oh. um if they do sign him would you be upset it's it's all about everything that we've said what's up if it's anything over a million yes yeah i'm kind of with you on that so we will wait and see. Um, last thing we are going to get to today, and that is obviously our season grades. And uh, we're getting through these uh, alphabetically. Next up on the list, there he is, Mr. Val Nachuskin. And I, I was really interested to see how the voting on this would go. Um, I thought there was going to be more. And there were. There were a, a lot of people who downgraded him because of the issue that happened in the playoffs. Um, and there were some people that didn't defend what he did in the playoffs or didn't, didn't do in the playoffs, uh, but said like, I'm not going to grade him based on that. So you got a little bit of both and you had grades across the board, ABC, DNF, you had votes for all of them. Uh, but for the social <laughs> medias for YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, he got all B's. But if you look at the percentages, he didn't hit 50% in any of them. Yeah. He got 47% on YouTube, 46% on Twitter, and 49% on Instagram. So that kind of shows you like how the just uh, how the votes went all over the place. Uh, and Kyle and I, this is two in a row where we've had the same grade. We had the same for Alex Newhook. We have the same for Val Nachuskin here with a C plus. So um, we'll get to his stats in a minute. But why'd you go with C plus? Honestly, the way he started the year. Um... It was on a tear, mm-hmm. and then it kind of cooled off, and really cooled off. Injuries and then, didn't help. Yeah, injuries did not did not assist him at all. And then the playoffs happened. Um, you get a seventy five percent. Like that's a a C plus. Like it's yeah. There's so much to be said about what happened in the Cup playoffs. That's one thing. Um. Just based off regular season, it's a step back in production. Yes, I know injuries, but again, the same thing we asked Newhook, like what 
this was a perfect opportunity for you to step up and it just wasn't there. He didn't hit that like the beginning of the season he was on fire yeah. and that was it. There was no consistency throughout well, the rest think, of the year. But I think the the injury really like he had that foot injury and that didn't fully heal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, but despite that, he was, you know, he didn't, he started off the regular season very, very hot. Um, and like you said, like he cooled off a little, but he was still producing. He, it wasn't like he fell off like a, a cliff, like he was doing okay. And I, I was just waiting for, you know, him to to feel like he was as close to hundred percent as possible. And then I just felt like the stats would continue to climb um, because he had, so we have uh, 18 goals, 30 assists, 48 points. That's in 55 games. And he only played two postseason games. And he only had one goal, I think it was. Yeah, he had one goal in the postseason. So he really had 46 points. No, 47 points in 53 games. You would think, you know, that that's not bad for him. And I think if he, you know, extend that out to a full season, he's in the 70s. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad for Valentuskin. And, and and where I kind of, you know, ding him a little bit um, is, is the expectation for you, and that's the word I use for all of these, is like you just signed a big deal. Yep. You just signed that. This is the first year of your eight-year contract where you're getting over $6 million a year um now now that whole like uh honeymoon stage with Val Nachuskin of like hey like we we plucked him out of nowhere and Dallas just threw him to the curb um we had a couple years of that and that's mm-hmm. still gonna be part of his story and that's still a very good story that's gone now why because they gave you eight years of over six million dollars now you need to start playing like that contract and did he in the first season? I think the 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 return on that is a little bit iffy because of the injuries. Um, and then you get to the postseason, and I'm not gonna to to you know yell at people if they want to say. I mean, there were some people that were like straight f for what he did in in the postseason. I get it, I get it. Um, I'm I'm not going that far off a cliff, but I. And and again, you if you've listened to this show, like you know where we stand on the Nachuskin thing. We're not going to just jump to conclusions on it, but I still will ding him a little bit because it even happened. Yep, I have to. I I, I feel like I kind of have to, to, to because we've said it before. He's a big big part of this team, and he wasn't there. That's what I was I was going to say. And you brought it up. This was the first year of this the new big Nachushkin deal. Mm-hmm. And when we needed you most, you did the most uh, uh, boneheaded thing in the playoffs, and you weren't there when we needed you. That's why my grade is the way it is. He lost a whole letter grade because of that in the playoffs. If he would have played the rest of the playoffs, it would have been a B plus. But yeah. This is not what you want to see after, like, we're we gave you the the beautiful deal, and this is what happens in the playoffs. The, whatever ends up becoming the final story on what did or did not happen, 
you still have to handle yourself a little bit different in the playoffs. I know there's a lot of people that handle it like no distractions. I don't even talk to my family during this time. Like you have to handle it like this is what you play for. This is the big moment. And this is one of those contracts. We're going to be talking about Nate's super massive contract forever and ever and ever. Hmm. We're going to be talking about this one too. And the first year, this is this is how it ends. Mm. you're going to be looking at this contract we just got done talking about eric johnson and that massive six million dollar a year contract we don't want to be looking at chushkins the same way like you remember when we thought this was a good idea we can't get a full season out of him and you remember how it started you don't want this to be a trend you want to see him step it up and going into next year he has to step it up he has to prove it to the fans the team he's got to get back out there and get back to the nuke we fell in love with yeah. But I mean, on the ice, he's a fantastic player, stays out of the penalty box. He plays the games. He's, I mean, he's, we talk about it all year long. When he's not in the game, you feel it. Sure. And you need that he's, presence next year. He's their best four checker. And then he, yep. and he's one of the better ones in the league. Um, and, and you, yeah, the, the two penalty minutes, we were talking about that before we recorded. Um, you still have that up there from like sure his, his, his go over his, his career year by year in penalty minutes. Just, just list them off. Okay. We will start, um, 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. eight penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, two. Okay. 12. Yep. Get this one. 2018, 2019, his last year in Dallas, mm-hmm. 57 games played zero penalty minutes. <laughs> okay. Keep going. And then get, comes to Colorado, gets tied for his career high with 14 Whoa. minutes. Oh, bad boy. Then four, 14 again. And then last year, two. Why do we never hear of Val Nachuskin and being up for the Lady Bing Award? Because that's really what they question. look at for the yeah. Lady Bing is penalty minutes. Like it's, it's you know, the, how they, they phrase what it is is like gentlemanly play and stuff like that. You're looking at penalty minutes. And he is consistently at the, you know, has like next to none. And he's never in the Nathan McKinnon won a Lady Bing. And Val Nachuskin, I don't I don't feel he's ever been nominated for it. I can bring up his hockey reference real quick, but that's kind of uh shocking to me that he hasn't at least been in that conversation. And he's always he's always like chirping, he's always jawing, he's always throwing a fist or a punch, but he's never in the box. And yeah, but it's not like malicious. Like he no. is a level-headed guy. He, Very. You know, um, in twenty twenty-one, he did get some <clears throat> Lady Bing votes. He did. Um, Fifty. Huh, let me see. Good voters doing their research there. They must have phased those uh, out. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's way down. No, he was fifty-second. <laughs> So he doesn't. So you're really saying there's a chance he doesn't really get it, which is uh, surprising. So um, I, don't, I don't know how far down he was, but he was he was way down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, so I don't know, like uh, a, a kind of a fluky year for Nachuskin. Obviously, ended the way that it that it ended. Um, you know, you, you you have people that just are not happy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to completely just shred his, his season apart and, and 
give him just a failing grade for it. But uh, whatever happened, which we still are, are completely unsure of for him personally. Um, but the, the, the fact is, like, yeah, it, it, it hurt. It hurt the team that he was not there in one reason or another. So that's where we are with Val Machuskin. Um, all right, everyone, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Fire away in the comments section. If you, uh, you want to throw his grade in, if you didn't get to vote on it, you want to throw it in the comments section. Feel free. And what's your, what's your uh, take on Titletown, Colorado, as we're saying right now? All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. He's Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.